there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my friend Tracy. I'm here with my friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast coming fresh off the heels of episode seven. This was a really good one. I just told Tracy this was my favorite so far. I agree. I agree. We've got a few changes, a few departures from the books. None of them mm-hmm. that I really think are bad to be honest no we're still missing mr harris we've got new characters out the wazoo we've got uno we've got min we've got lord agomar the lady amelisa yep did you have any favorites like do you have any new favorites probably (laughs) the old guy that land goes to see our default bukama yeah he's my favorite okay actually yeah I really liked the new characters that were brought in, but none of them really made me feel the way that, like, that old man did when he's, like... Yeah, that hit me, too. Thank you, thank you, my Daishan. Mm. Thanks for keeping my Daishan safe. I mean, all I could think of was, like, Nynaeve in that cave with Lan, like, splurting blood, and, like, she saves his life... Does default Bukama know about that somehow? I don't know. No. Like, I don't think Lance so. Lance a pigeon? <laughs> Dear <laughs> default Bukama. <laughs> I met this girl. <laughs> Interpret it as you will. <laughs> yeah. I could have taken way more time with the Aiel. Yeah, We talked a little bit about it earlier. Oh, it was just so good. It was just bloody enough. It yep. wasn't over the top. Nope. It was really believable. And mm-hmm. this actress, Magdalena Satova, wow. Wow. She, I think she gets the <laughs> award for this episode of like, holy shit, what did I just watch? That was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I love Nynaeve and episode four where she has her whole like a raging sun moment. Mm-hmm. That was cool, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as physical and technical <laughs> as this. No. And I've been saying since we started talking about the TV show on the podcast, how the physicality of the Aiel is something not that I was worried for, but something that mm-hmm. I just wanted them to get really right, yeah. where you're going to need people that have had practice doing these types yep. of things. Because I don't think you can hire someone on, have them train for a month, and then be ready to do something yeah. this incredible. And man, incredible. man, was that cool. I believed it. Remember when we said, like, what, was she on a trampoline when she jumped and, like, pulled that guy out of the air by his cape? I mean, that defies physics, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. 
but watching it, I was like, I'm totally along yeah. for the ride. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, in the way that she moves her body, the force that she takes, they're on slippery snow. It feels as though she could totally, like, it felt so believable. I really hate it when a scene moves so fast Mm-hmm. that I miss some of the nuances of what it means to fight in the way that these people are fighting. They used a really good amount of slowing things down, pausing things for a moment before going right back into action. I couldn't help but think of a few of the the fight scenes that are on Game of Thrones. And I don't always want to compare, but there were some really good sword fights on Game of Thrones, and this was just an incredible little one-woman army battle scene, and I loved it. And I now see why spear beats sword. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Well put. I think... The next character that I, I mean, I'm really excited for in that same aspect is Brigida. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because mm. it's going to be hard to find someone who has that much control with a bow and arrow to where mm-hmm. it looks completely effortless. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were moments with Yvonne where he was doing his double arrow thing that mm-hmm. looked kind of cool, but yeah. it wasn't quite technical as mm-hmm. it could have been but with rt grain i would believe that she could mop the floor with anyone standing anyone in front of her i can't stop yeah i believe and the it. fact that they found someone who could pull off everything physically plus make it and emotionally completely believable that she is in labor at the same time those moments where she's like got that scream and it's in the back of her throat and she's got her teeth clenched i've made that sound (laughs) Uh, our lady of the farter eyes my right it was just it was incredible and her ripping the breeches open so that she's like can have this baby it was incredible so good i think if you don't mind to move not a little bit forward from take it away okay so there were a couple of things that i was thinking about earlier today and the world is expanding big time at this point it's true Mm Aiel now i mean we we Mm -hmm. had an Aiel. But he was just... He was a corpse in a cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not much you can do with that. Except doesn't, doesn't give us a whole lot. Yeah. So we get this cold open and then we are in the ways. I'm still not sure if, <laughs> if the ways is <laughs> emoji worthy. You remember they were trying to do this big thing like vote for mm-hmm. the Great Serpent or the Waygate. I totally would have done the Great Serpent. Yeah. I'm, gl- that, I'm glad it's me, the Great it's, Serpent. <laughs> yeah, it's that is the symbol of the entire story. The Waygates, not so much. Yeah. I mean, she even tells Lord Aglemar to go brick it up. So yeah. that makes it even less useful. Right. 
Team Great Serpent. Team Great Serpent. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine in two seasons they're never able to use the ways again? Right. And we're stuck with the emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people coming into the series starting on like the second or the third season will be like, I don't understand this, this gateway thing. Nope, way gate. I got it right the first time. I was so proud of myself. <sighs> a matter of moments before I say it wrong. So, and another awesome display of power, Nynaeve saves the day, Rand channels, we've got all kinds of things going on, Pot on Fane shows up, one Trolloc is there. But I'm so glad he's there. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised there was only one Trolloc with him. Interesting. There was only one Trolloc, wasn't there? Yeah, unless the others were waiting, lurking. Behind, like maybe this one got separated from one of the groups that came through before and has just been wandering in the ways. That was his trusty steed. <laughs> Pot and Fane was riding a trollic. Yeah. <laughs> Pot and Fane on a trollic. Pot and Fane on Jumara. <laughs> what else should we put Pot and Fane on? I want to see Fane on Dane or like Dane Bordhold. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Pot and Fane is like, just wait, I need to hook my toes around your back. <laughs> You've seen Elf on a Shelf, but have you ever seen Fane on a Dane? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so the ways we got through... I think the timing that we spent in the ways was really good. Like, yeah. I know one of the things that we had kind of talked about when we recorded with Catherine was like what our ideal breakdown for time would be. And I think you said like five minutes in the way or yeah. something like that. And I feel as though it was just the right amount of mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I feel as though they crunched pretty much every most important features that come along with traveling in the ways, especially this portion of the adventure from the books I felt like came into it really nicely yeah. we get kind of another introduction to Perrin's wolfiness mm -hmm. because he sees the destroyed guiding post before everybody else does but yeah. Machin Shin being different being something that like attacks your subconscious instead of it being this mass of violent intentions Mm -hmm. I liked it better. Okay. Like, yes, it's really creepy the way that it's written out. And, like, I always have a really hard time reading over the things that Machin Shin is saying. But if something were in my head. Yeah, they kind of made Machin Shin like your inner demon, like your inner saboteur. And. Yes. Ooh, that's a really good relevant. phrase for that. Relevant. Yeah. Every single one of them is living in a world of doubt right now their whole world has like been flipped upside down and back again and who knows what whose inner saboteur do you think was the most heartbreaking i would say Nynaeve's but she didn't get sad she got mad yeah she got angry that anyone would including oh. some weird yeah who the fuck are you like what, what you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Look yeah. what I can do. Yeah. Whoop, power. <laughs> it was great. 
I really liked that. Karen's was pretty sad. Yes, and worth talking about because I feel as though that's the first time that it's been kind of introduced that there was this connection between Perrin and Nguyen or Perrin and another woman besides his wife. It makes me wonder if, like, that's why Layla and Nguyen have those weird scars. Like, maybe they became Appa- Ibudari for a moment and had a fight over Perrin. Apparently, the one from Nguyen... I guess was her when she gets pushed off the cliff. She got cut mm. on some rocks, I guess, but I I missed that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention close enough because I had only seen it after it was healed. I Same. guess. Yeah. I guess that was supposed to be like foreshadowing of Nynaeve being a good healer. Mm. Okay. But I had no idea. Yeah, that totally went over my head. Mm-hmm. That's all right. We get a lot of other things right. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling already bad for Perrin for a situation, what happened with his, with his wife. I did really mm-hmm. like, though, when he, like, confronts Rand about it. And he says, mm-hmm. the only woman I've ever loved is my wife. But mm-hmm. when he said it, he growled. <laughs> and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Rand stood back. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Perrin's like wolfiness came out in the back of his throat type mm-hmm. deal Perrin has a nose coach I wonder if he has a growling coach as well that's not something that you can do on command you know like mm-hmm. some of those noises are just really hard to make yeah I can imagine that you would have to do specific things to protect your vocal cords long term you know yeah it's not like I think that every word he's going to say from now on <laughs> is going to be a growl. <laughs> but but he does have those moments where he does in the books and it is effective and part of who Perrin is mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. So I feel as though it's an effective use of him growling. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. Yeah. I think the one I just want to say this because you had asked who's. Was the like most... inner saboteur. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Lan, actually, because. Do you think it was about Nynaeve or? Or Moraine. Yeah. That's why like, he is going to be feeling supremely conflicted right now. I don't know. I don't think so. I think like he's pretty comfortable with being Moraine's warder. And mm-hmm. having Nynaeve. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. It's a lot harder than mm-hmm. if they if he wasn't bonded to Moraine. But Moraine mm-hmm. has her own relationship with someone. And her mm-hmm. relationship is just as complicated, if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. But Moraine, like, gave him the go-ahead. She was like, oh, the wisdom, yep. I like her. Like, wink. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. then she ends up masking the bond. I don't know if that was just, like, convenient timing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have been a bit of both. Yeah, I I don't know. Convenient Mm -hmm. timing or something pre-planned. Yeah. Like... Wink. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because they have that... I mean, now that, that you're talking about it like this, they do have that moment 
where Moraine says, I feel like I've taken everything from you. And Lan's like, nope. Yeah. No, you gave me everything. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. I think he does feel. And like she's kind of like repaying him. It's hard to explain because they explain it in the show. It's not like a brotherly, sisterly love. It's deeper Mm-mm. than that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's not romantic. So it's like Mm-mm. I can think of like friends of mine that are men where I would be like, which girl mm-hmm. are you looking at? Oh, her. She's cute. Like, go for it. Right. Yeah. Do you want me to go introduce you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, I like her. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as much as Moraine gives Nynaeve a hard time about things, she really does respect her. I agree. I just wish that she wouldn't tell her to use some wisdom. That did feel a bit harsh. Low blow. It did. Cold yeah. Blooded. And when they get out of the ways... And Moraine is like, you guys all did well, all of you. And she looks at Nynaeve and Nynaeve sees her looking at her. Like, I feel as though even though that was a blanket statement, Moraine wanted Nynaeve to know that Mm -hmm. she was specifically included in that statement. And I am so glad they did it that way because the relationship between Nynaeve and Moraine is always really... It's so tense. Yeah, it's always butting heads, and I feel like Moraine is at least trying in some way to make it a more comfortable-ish situation. In her own Moraine way, I think so. Yeah. She only has, like, so much that she can do and stay within who she needs to be. I Sometimes I feel like Moraine is just holding on to a thread no pun intended, she's just being, like, dragged around the continent, trying not yep. to lose these kids, trying not mm-hmm. to get killed, trying to make sure Land doesn't get killed, trying to make mm-hmm. sure that she's not eaten by Trollocs, devoured by Machin Shin. Exposed for her plans with the Amarillan Sea in the White Tower. Exactly. Her getting expelled from the tower is the best thing that can happen to her. I agree with you on that, actually, yeah. She needs to be as far away as possible. The only thing that sucks about that is if and when something ever happens to Swan, she won't be there to help, which is heartbreaking. But at the same time, like, Mm -hmm. is it better that both of them die? Is it better that it's one or two? But Mm -hmm. if we move forward a little bit, I really loved the introduction into Faldara. Mm. Lord Aglemar looks slick. The feathers, the outfit. It was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, we just did an episode on the costumes. If you want to check that out, it's on our YouTube channel. So good. The Lady Mm -hmm. Annalisa, really well acted. I wasn't quite sure about Lord Aglemar's entrance into the story Mm -hmm. i fully expected him to be greeting moraine but Mm -hmm. instead he's standing off on a balcony looking out into the distance with his back turned to an aes Sedai, which for one has a meaning of its own when Mm -hmm. you think about it but two it also kind of makes him this like lone 
he feels really pompous. Yeah. And like far mm. too self-assured. And I mean... Very little humility. Yeah. When he's talking to Maureen, he keeps cutting her off. He's like, no, I already know what you're going to say. I don't need you. I don't need your help. Faldara doesn't need you. And Moraine is like, if you would just let me finish, the Dark One is using the ways to get mm -hmm. Trollocs away from the Blight. You might want to do something about it. And he has no idea. Mm -hmm. But he kept acting like he knew everything that was happening. And it was just like... Yeah, the only thing that I appreciated... not I don't want to say the only thing, but one of the things that I appreciated despite that being changed, is that mm -hmm. he's looking out into Tarwin's Gap, looking towards the Blight. And mm -hmm. I kind of like that introduction. Like, even when I'm at rest, even mm -hmm. when I'm in the presence of such a powerful person, this is where my loyalties lie, to keeping my nation safe. Yeah. And I have to wonder if... They might pull some things from New Spring and turn them around where we learn that one of the reasons that Malkir fell was because the Aes Sedai didn't come. Mm -hmm. That they would have rather just let Malkir fall than letting the world know that they couldn't get there on time and help. Boo, White Tower. Yeah, boo. I absolutely hate that. I hate that so much. And I mean, it's not, it, it doesn't have anything to do with Moraine or Swan mm -mm. Sanche, but just the tower as an institution no. has its issues. I'm yep. wondering if maybe this gets worked into the backstory of Lord Agalmar and Lan and mm -hmm. why maybe he is a bit prickly around mm -hmm. Aes Sedai instead of the mm -hmm. Lord Agomar that we're given in the books, who is Ooh. very friendly. Yeah, like definitely deferential. Yeah. There was a serious lack of deference towards Moraine when she arrived in Faldara, both from like the soldiers that came and greeted them, to Lord Agomar, to Lady Amalisa. I didn't see anybody bow to her once but in the books the moment Aes Sedai enters Faldara everybody falls all over themselves yeah. Yeah. to make sure that they're comfortable that they have everything Lord Algomar is running around being like oh my god I would have had a feast prepared and I don't have anything like rooms ready for yes. you we can't possibly take care of you the way that we need to elevated yes. Aes Sedai yes. and this Lord Algomar is like Fuck off. Yeah. We got this. <laughs> Fuck off, lady. <laughs> right? Like I felt like I felt like we had Lord Agomar, mm -hmm. wonder wonderful guy in the book. And then I felt like we got Lord Agomar, I got this, go away in the TV yeah. show. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying, because like in New Spring, the events that happen in the end of the book would definitely have impacted Lord Agomar in a way that he might feel prickly towards Aes Sedai. So I can see that. If that's a, a route that they want to take with it, I think it would work if they do mm -hmm. it that way. If it's yeah, just because they want to show how hard and badass the Borderlanders are, I don't think that's the right mm -hmm. way because I think part of their culture and strength is also 
about cherishing like the little moments of you know mm-hmm. being alive and living on the mm-hmm. edge of disaster mm-hmm. so they are yeah. kind of like poetic in a way like I would like mm-hmm. to see that represented mm-hmm. a little even some tapestries would be nice yeah you know, something. I'd be okay with that. I have to wonder if this is a bit of a callback to when Loghain is facing Swan and he's like, your power outside the city is basically non-existent. Are we maybe supposed to think that because Faldara is so far away from Tarvalon that perhaps there is truth and what Loghain was saying to Swan. That's possible. Maybe. That was one of the things that I was thinking they might be trying to show. I mean, it definitely fit. If that's the route they were taking, it definitely works. Mm-hmm. But being a new spring junkie, I would much prefer <laughs> it be that. <laughs> I mean, like... Me too. If it involves Lan and like his backstory, then mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. two thumbs up yeah so what's next amber what's next <laughs> i can talk about anything lord Agomar <laughs> looked awesome but some of the rest of the shinaran like the soldiers kind of looked like like the foot clan from oh my god like from teenage Mutant yeah <laughs> I no, mean, I did not see that at all. <laughs> I, they spent all the budget on those feathers, I think. <laughs> yeah, baby. That was a lot of feathers. It, that was a, that, a lot. How many birds, you think? I don't know. And, like, do they wait? Do they have, like, just a big cage with some <laughs> these, birds? And they're like, are these are fair you trade yet? feathers? <laughs> <laughs> Cruelty free. Cruelty free feathers. Sustainable. Yeah, I have no idea, but it yeah. looked great. I do have to say one of the things that I noticed about the gown that Lady Amelisa is wearing mm-hmm. is that once it gets past like her knees, it is not what I was expecting at all. It was like a high-low skirt. Yeah. Like short on one side, longer on the other. Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're saying. Because it's like, it's long on one side. It even has like a tiny bit of a train. And on the other side, it's really short. And I just couldn't tell if she was wearing some sort of skin-toned boots or if she had bare legs. And not that it should matter. Bare legs in the borderlands seems a little bit weird. Yeah. I would think possibly boots and something shorter than like a full length skirt would make sense for women in the Borderlands mm-hmm. who like to ride, who will fight, who participate in movement in a way that other courtly women might not. But when I was looking at it, I just couldn't tell if she was, because it just made it feel like she was wearing her beach outfit. I feel like she would be able to catch a lot of rain if she stood outside in that thing (laughs) the way that it kind of curved up on the side yeah she's a walking rain barrel (laughs) (laughs) sucks because we just talked about it yesterday how much we loved it well i like the top 
and I, I mean, I really liked the top and I really liked the way that it looked kind of like separated, but open so that there's a different panel of color underneath it. But then once it got to like the knee length, I was like, what's happening? What's happening? The top half of it had big Marjorie Tyrell vibes. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about yeah. that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I always liked those. Yeah, I'm sure there's historical context for that style of top somewhere. I don't know. I would have mm -hmm. to look it up, but Yeah, me too. It was it was interesting. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear us talk about costumes, you know where to go. <laughs> How did you feel about Moraine telling the Lady Amelisa to send the reds after our dear friend Mr. Cawthon? Are you shook? It's speechless? <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, she's going to get in touch with my Gan or something, you know, mm -hmm. someone or even I don't I don't know. I was not expecting the red Aja, maybe even the yellows, send the yellows after him because he may be sick. But also at this time, maybe she's still thinking that it's a possibility that even if Matt is not the dragon, perhaps he can still channel. And so I guess the reds would make sense but then doesn't that like leave them really vulnerable like hey Landrin here have Matt Cawthon who knows that you think all of these other people are the dragon reborn on yeah that's a really good point and on top of that she's not sure which one is the dragon yet right and she sent the reds after him before she could confirm or deny Mm -hmm. So, like, what if he's, oops, the dragon, and the reds gentle him? Gentle him. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> I was really like, this does not feel right. I kind of sat and looked at my screen for a minute and was like, I don't feel good about this. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Kind of scary. Mm -hmm. So, I did really like that moment where... Moraine, where she gives Lan basically like the go ahead. But did mm -hmm. you catch where she said it reminds me of when we first met? Something about the air. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my heart. Mm -hmm. oh. He's like, it's not like you to be nostalgic. Yeah. It's like, let her be nostalgic, Lan. <laughs> let us happen. Right? <laughs> I was really hoping that she would make like a joke or something about a going pond. for a swim. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like a swim tonight, Lan? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That would have been perfect. <laughs> so good. Uh, and then she could have just been like, no, but I'm sure you have people you need to see. See, it would have been just a yeah. line. Yeah. Why? I, again, should be writing. Tracy. Should be writing for them. Yes. Agreed. They need us in their brainstorming room. <laughs> there was something also that kind of feels like a, like a bit of a change that I liked. Mm -hmm. Nynaeve apologizes to Egwene when mm -hmm. she kind of says, you know, hey, Rand, Perrin, quit fighting over her. Mm -hmm. And it puts Egwene in a bit of an awkward spot. Mm -hmm. But we know, like, book Nynaeve is very hard to get to apologize for things. Mm -hmm. And I, I much prefer this Nynaeve mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. able to apologize with ease. 
Yeah, there's too much that gets kind of stalled in the books because people are being stubborn and not apologizing and not talking to each other and not communicating with each other. And as far as this cast goes, they seem much more willing to communicate and be even aware Mm -hmm. of other people's communication styles. Like when a green comes out to Rand and she's like, I waited a whole hour in my room for you to come apologize to me. And he's like, Green had some moments this episode. (laughs) How do you feel about her thoughts on Mr. Cawthon? Why do you think she believes he can't be the dragon reborn? Okay, so I almost think that this is something that has been put into the show not so much because Egwene feels that way but to allow Rand to talk more about Matt because Rand's response is you never really got to know him Mm -hmm. and we as the audience never really got to know him either so I feel as though some of us are kind of standing back looking at Matt the same way that Egwene is in this in this situation yeah, and Rand's like, you didn't, you didn't like him. You didn't see the good things that he would do. Like he didn't have it easy. And then, of course, later on, Aguin comes out and she's like, "I'm mad that you think that I wouldn't like stand up for Matt." So I'm not sure why she said that. It doesn't make any sense to me. If someone has a theory on it, I would love to hear about it because it just makes her seem like a classist. And <laughs> I, yeah, it my does heart, mayor's daughter. Yeah, my heart goes <laughs> out to Matt. Like mm-hmm. he's had like the roughest upbringing yes. out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind. And of- now he's been left all by himself. I mean, yes, it was his choice to stay behind, but at the same time, it's a choice of life and death. Hmm. On top of that, like, we don't know about his family if he wants to go make sure that his little baby sisters are okay. Mm -hmm, Or if mm -hmm. he's just like, I got to get back to that dagger. So, I mean, yeah, many options on the table. Yeah, for sure. I think that they could have gone with Egwene just being hurt that he's Mm -hmm. not with them. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, making the comment, like, it's like scoffing, like it's not Matt. Like what you mm-hmm. really think it's Matt. Yeah, yeah. I think Madeline Madden did a really good job of her face showing how Hurt. she was feeling emotionally. Yeah. Yes. So it was a believable scene. I just don't I just don't know if that's actually how Aguine feels or if again it was a tool for us, the audience remember matt i'm just really wanting a more like likable Egwene. like for me personally like i just yeah i want to love her as much <laughs> as some of the other characters but that didn't help who do you love the most so far Ooh. it depends like some of the characters that i think are the most interesting have gotten barely any screen time like yeah tom was awesome i need tom hits the top of my list yeah okay 
He's yeah, he does. So interesting. And the mm-hmm. fact that he was like, we got two seconds of him. Oh, my heart. Like, that makes me sad, sad, sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always Lan. He's always awesome. Mm-hmm. I like the changes that they've made to Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. I feel like it makes her more likable. I agree with that, too. Yeah. Perrin is kind of, I feel like his character is kind of getting not enough attention. I I was talking about this with Andrew, and I said, Perrin feels to me in the TV show like an over-exaggeration of what Perrin in the book thinks people see when they look at him. Oh, no. Does that make sense? It does, and it makes me... Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think it will continue. Like, Perrin goes through quite a bit of growth and change, and fortunately it doesn't really feel like it's accelerated until closer to the end of the series. So considering the pace that things are moving at, maybe Perrin's going to get, like snapped into shape and become the parent we want him to be Mm -hmm. i feel like this is i think something that scares me a little bit about parent because he's already like mr eeyore like in the books like so sad you know (laughs) and like there's just this perpetual rain cloud over his Mm -hmm. head all the yep. time that'll just that'll hurt me to watch mm-hmm. and his wife is dead so like i don't see him snapping out of that anytime soon Mm-hmm. and he's maybe in love with the queen it's just it <laughs> why is it even there <laughs> my thoughts exactly that should yeah that should be on the cutting room floor get rid of that part <laughs> of the storyline <laughs> I'm trying They're to... going to do it anyway. You know that's going to happen. I, I just don't know, like, how they would pull Perrin out of his shell. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, I, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. I can't think of any way at this point mm-hmm. in time unless, like, maybe it's something through the bond of the wolves that he eventually comes to learn to feel okay in himself but I was I was actually just thinking along those same lines maybe Perrin's story isn't one about romance maybe Perrin's story is about finding himself true you know like he doesn't have to find I mean hopefully Fayil will show up but if that does not happen immediately if Perrin runs solo or with mm-hmm. Gaul for a while or something like that and goes through these steps of growth and grief. You and mean he finds a boyfriend named Gaul? I'm for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> mm. Garen. <laughs> is, that, is that the, the ship name? Yeah. <laughs> I only know I only know that because that's one of Zool's many Discord names. That's hilarious. Is it Garen Stonewolf? Nice. <laughs> yes. 
It goes really well together, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> this is my girlfriend, Fael, and this is my boyfriend, Gull. We, we come as a package. I Yeah, but how, how does Perrin find himself? Like, what... What, what does tri- he go through to get to yeah, that? Yeah, like, what trips the odds in his favor where he finally mm-hmm. kind of, like, breaks free? I, I'm curious. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. I'm not here to bash on what their choices are. Mm -mm. I'm trying to work things out in my mind, like how Mm -hmm. things will go, because I think it's interesting. Yeah. How does this actually feed into the story? Is it necessary? I know that you sent me that one article where you were like, Brandon Sanderson and I agree on so many things. (laughs) Um, And one of them being Perrin killing his wife. And that that's just not really, I, it didn't need to happen. I have to say, like, we recorded that episode the minute that it came out. Like, I wasn't on mm-hmm. social media or anything. And that Brandon Sanderson interview came out, like, right around the same time as that video published on YouTube. Mm. I just want everyone to know that I didn't read it <laughs> first. And, like... <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm a liar. No, you you are brilliant and intuitive. Thank you. You figured it out all on your own. There's um the issue of Moraine and Rand running off in the middle of the night. I'm not saying like this is a bad choice or something. I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I don't know how Moraine is gonna get through it on her mm-hmm. own without mm-hmm. Lan. Just going from, like, how, like, creepy, scary, big, bad the Blight is, is Rand going to accidentally, like, channel his way through something? Is yeah. Lan and company going to show up in the nick of time? Like, what do you, you think is going to happen? Well, I think the motivation for them going on their own is the... <laughs> The idea that they kept pounding home, you will all die if you're not the dragon reborn. So maybe Rand wants to save his friends. Mm -hmm. Moraine doesn't want any of them to die. So the best thing is to, yeah, the best thing is for them to go on their own. Is it really the best thing? Mm, I kind of feel like as close as her and Lan are, she could have been like, hey, he's the one leave these fools in the dust because like yeah leaving come have my back i need you yeah like, you're my warder yeah like what's the point of having a if you don't take your warder into dangerous territory moraine warder kind of 101 point. yeah kind of the take point. them with you into danger she already mentioned in earlier episodes something about passing along the bond or maybe it, I don't know if it was her if it was Alana mm-hmm. so we could have a shocking plot twist Moraine death with the eye of the world I'm, I'm wondering about that I've been kind of wondering about whether or not Moraine is sticking around into our next season I hope that she does I feel as though she plays a crucial role in the upcoming books, Mm -hmm. but I can also see where other people Mm -hmm. can be written in to kind of take her role. And I mean, Rosamund Pike isn't exactly like 
an unknown actress. It can right. it could be like Sean Bean coming in for the first Game of Thrones and they kill him. See, but then I feel like they're risking the being called copycats. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that might be kind of cliche. Mhm. I want her to stick around. I am enjoying this version of Moraine and I feel like we get more of her emotions. Mhm. And like little glimpses into her thought process, if you will. Yeah, that was really the worst idea, leaving Land behind because he's just gonna trap right. her. Like even right. if she shields the bond, he yeah. still knows like footprints. Where they're going? Yeah, yeah. You're going to the eye of the world, Moraine. Do you really think that they're not gonna come after you? Yeah. Why didn't you just all go together? Yeah. Save yourself some time. <laughs> I really love the scene in the book where they all show up at the Eye of the World. Together? And the, yeah. And the Nim is there, and he's putting flowers in and everyone's Egwene, hair. Yes. And oh. Egwene and Nynaeve are, like, enjoying. And, There's like, butterflies just, everywhere. And, right? Yeah. That moment of peace and beauty and calm. Before, before the storm. <laughs> everything gets ripped (laughs) apart like to the point where like you're worried everyone is dead Mm -hmm. so i don't know if they're going to bring that in like if they're all going to somehow stumble into the eye of the world together and maybe the nim will behave as the mediator of the situation and be like you're all here for a reason blah 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 like intro of a new piece of prophecy that makes Mm -hmm. everything okay all of a sudden you know like i'd love to see that will that happen i don't know but i do feel like they'll all end up being together i do too i feel like that's inevitable and maybe necessary like even if it is cliche we know for sure that there is a severe connection from the books and it looks as though it's being brought over into the tv show including Egwene and Nynaeve I don't know for sure about like Taviran on their side Mm -hmm. but when Min says that they're all connected that's kind of what it made me think of yeah I think for me the reason why I would have preferred them all to stay together because I want that action sequence where they're like chopping through a bunch of creepy crawlies together. Heck yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't think we're going to get it. Perrin doesn't have an axe. Matt's not nope. there with his bow. Nope. This could be a pretty boring blight adventure. And mm-hmm. But I guess we'll have to see. I mean, it is the last episode. So what all is this going to entail? I'm expecting... A Forsaken or two, probably one. Which one do you think it will be? I think it's going to be a Shamael because he's the only one that we've seen in the dreams. So it would be kind of like goofy if like old rotten face Agonor shows up. Like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but if it's a Shamael and he like, you can have that vision type shot where you see him with the burnt face and then it glitches and it goes to his real face and Mm -hmm. it can be explained Mm. who he is because at this point I think a lot of new viewers think that that is the dark one yeah for sure 
how Rand thinks, like, oh, I've defeated the Dark One. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rand. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was something that got said by a queen. Oh, yeah. When they're almost to Tarvalin mm-hmm. and she's like, we made it. And she's all happy and everything. And then they get kidnapped by white cloaks. I was like, very on point for very, Wheel of Time. Very on brand. <laughs> it's going to be the best this Beltine ever. Beltine. <laughs> yeah. We made it. Anytime oh. you announce that things are okay, it is not you okay. You know it's not. Yeah. It's not okay. But I loved that they put that in there. Like, to me, as, like, a fan, as someone who's gone through the books with you, where we're like, oh, yeah, this is ridiculous, but I kind of love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like it becomes, like, a joke at this point. Like, not a bad joke, Mm -hmm. like an endearing Mm -hmm. one. Yes, exactly. You're like, oh, something bad's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) What's it going to be? Yeah. keeping us on our toes it's keeping us on our toes i think i think the show is doing a good job of doing the same thing i would say there's a handful of like maybe two really strong episodes in my opinion like very Mm -hmm. strong episodes the rest were good Mm -hmm. i'm really hoping for like a big finale is it gonna still be like just an hour long or do you think they'll give us like an hour and 20 minutes i don't know (laughs) I mean, I feel like it might be a little bit longer. This last one was almost an hour. I felt like every minute of this episode was well used. And I haven't necessarily felt that way with the ones that we've seen before. The Wheel of Time takes up my entire life. (laughs) The Wheel of Time turns. (laughs) (laughs) And sucks my life into it. Yeah. That's what happens. Fane doing his walk yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to the explanation of how he got into the ways yeah i want to know is he a channeler is he yeah or do you just not need to channel to open the way gate and moraine just wanted to look cool (laughs) that one show off that one (laughs) lands like we get it okay she does this every time Things would go so much faster if she wouldn't, though. I'm just saying. (laughs) I am looking forward to getting into the blight in case we have not talked about that enough. I think the ending for the episode, while not a cliffhanger per se, Mm -hmm. definitely like lines up for the next step of what's coming. And the blight is very different than I thought it would look, so I'm eager to see, like, how they're going to get through it and whatnot. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to just be this weird forest the whole way through, and then, Mm -hmm. like, you're at the eye. I mean, that was my question, like, when they exit the way gate, like, how far from Faldara will they be? Will they be, like, Mm -hmm. two days walking distance, or, like, oh, like, there it is, I see it, like, welcome to Faldara, Mm -hmm. which is how it was. Mm Yeah. They expedited it, (laughs) which is probably for the best. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of walking and a lot of travel in the books until our travel systems start to accelerate. And it can be really tedious because I'm like, I get it. You're walking on a road. You're sleeping under a hedge. 
That's awesome. But this seems to be like clipping along much faster. I'm down for it. As am I. I'll look on IMDb and see what it says for next episode. Ooh, that's a great idea. I like how they did the fever dream in the TV show and that it was a flashback to the first episode instead of actually being in the first episode. I thought the placement was really good for that. Okay. So, episode eight... Hello friends, it's time for a new ad. There's so much happening in the Wheel of Time world and we have opportunities for you to help us continue to create quality Wheel of Time content. If you would like to help, rate us wherever you listen. This helps other people find the podcast. You can also join us on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Help create the show by joining us on Patreon. We have four different tiers with perks ranging from shoutouts to bonus content to merch not found in our Threadless store. Speaking of the Threadless shop, it's absolutely bursting with beautiful Wheel of Time designs and various items to put them on. Need a Wolf Brother t-shirt? It's there. A First Sister pin to send to your bestie? We've got them. How about a White Tower Dropout sweatshirt? You know Amber made one. The point is, we love the Wheel of Time. You love the Wheel of Time. Go get some merch that shows it. You can find links for Patreon and our Threadless shop in our show notes. One last thing. You guys are the best. Your support means the world to us. Thank you for being the amazing people, humans, sentient creatures that you are and keeping us company on the road to Tarvalin. I guess I should probably like preface with saying that if you don't want to know who's going to be, if you don't want to know who's going to show up next episode, quit listening now. We love you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We have, you know, Rosamond, all our Emmons fielders. Barney Harris is still listed. We have Luz Theron. Oh, wow. We've got men. We've got some more of the Shinaran soldiers. We have a woman named Arms Woman Hallway. So potential female fighter. Mm. Does this mean that our group will have an escort? I was just wondering, with you saying that men's going to be in the upcoming episode, mm-hmm. does she like show up for Moraine and is like, hey... I need to be with you or everyone really is going to die. Oh, no. Well, Maureen's already gone. Yeah. So she would have to like talk to Lan or somebody or I don't know. So this is strange. Ooh, I want to know. There's someone cast and their role is small girl on a Western shore. What? Yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking with that? Sean Chun sighting? Yes. Yes. Give me the Sean Chen. If this ends with like Sean Chen introduction badness, I am going to be so happy. All I know is that once again, I feel like that's the one of the ending episodes from The Expanse where it's that fisherman looking out onto the sea when the rocks are dropped and it's like a tidal Mm -hmm. wave. Like very mm-hmm. cliffhangery. They they follow mm-hmm. through with it. That's not the end, but 
I'm kind of getting that vibe, like small girl on mm-hmm. a Western shore, like maybe a young girl looking out into the yep. sea and seeing ships Papa, or something. Yeah. Those are some weird looking ships out there. Yeah. Also, the domine start raining down. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning or something. The Lady Amelisa is still in, is going to be in episode eight. And Katie Braben is playing our Latra pose. Good old Latra. You remember her? Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Oh. Mm hmm. There are some very different groups of people coming together. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. That's exciting. Maybe it will be longer. Maybe it will be longer. That would be nice. I mean, if they've got Luce Theron and we've got the Lady Amelisa and Min and all of our regulars and a little girl on a shore... This sounds like a very tantalizing episode to me. I'm excited. I agree. I don't see anywhere about the length, but I'm sure, you know, more to come soon, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, there's still all the bonus content and stuff to like, mm-hmm. still kind of take in. I have, I'm not completely caught up on bonus content. I barely have had time. So we should probably wrap up and be done. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.